Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor May Casey Gibbons Sr. Coming to you this morning on the Wall Ministries uh, at our Sunday School Hour. We thank God for you joining us on this morning. We praise God that you would just continue to uh, be supportive of our ministry here. We uh, pray that you would just uh, continue to watch and to be able to uh, try to uh, invest as much as you can in learning as much as you can about the Lord. Uh, he says, study to show yourself approved to be able to rightly divide the word. So we're thanking you this morning for joining us at our Sunday School Hour here. Uh, we've got a beautiful lesson this morning. Uh, Jesus reinstates Peter coming out of our John 21st chapter, verses 15 through 19. We are following up on last week's lesson uh, as they were uh, feeding them on, on, on the Lake of Galilee. Jesus came along and they uh, saw him on the bank and they were fishing and uh, he invited them to come and have breakfast with him. So we're getting into that follow-up on our lesson this morning. Beautiful lesson. Uh, out of our lesson this morning, hopefully we'll be able to look at, uh, summarize the conversation between uh, the uh, risen Jesus and Peter and the reasons for it and explain the relationship between the loving Jesus and caring for his sheep. And then we want to be able to describe in one way where we'll act out a relationship in this coming week. Uh, hopefully trying to uh, bring uh, care to those that are around us. We're supposed to care for people. We are our brother's keepers, so we need to be caring about those that are around us and to be able to uh, reinstate, to reconcile some relationships that we've been uh, struggling with. Sometimes we deal with relationships in families we're struggling with, so we need to reinstate some of those things. So we hopefully learn something from our lesson this morning. Uh, let's read our text this morning. Uh, John 21st chapter, verses 15 through 19. Verse 15 says, So when uh, they had dined, and Jesus said unto Simon Peter, uh, Simon, uh, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, you know it that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And then he said unto him, Yea, Lord, knowest thou I love thee? And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. And he said unto him again the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest uh, all things, and thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Very well I say unto thee, When thou wast young, and thou girdest thyself, and walkest whether thou wouldest, but when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest. And verse 19. And they spake, he consignifying what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken these, he said unto him, follow me. Again, our key text this morning is that uh, 15th verse. He said that when he had dined, Jesus uh, said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, yea, Lord, knowest I love thee. And he said, feed my lambs. Uh, hopefully, again, let's look at this lesson between uh, discussion between Jesus and Peter and then the relationship between Jesus and those carrying sheep. And then the relationship between us and the sheep that God has given us to be able to care for. So that's what we need to understand. So as we look at our introduction this morning, uh, a hockey team struggle. 
uh, mighty periods, but in turn, the game around at the end of the uh, turn, a comeback win. And a runner can experience painful injuries sometime in a race, and he can have some grim determination as a indomitable spirit. But the redemption story uh, depends on early failure, but is defined by the finish that makes what uh, came before pale in comparison. Uh, popular culture loves these stories, especially because of the self-determination uh, that is required for redemption. And the redemption story features characteristics or characters that uh, who change their attitudes and make different decisions and, and perform more nobly in the end. And they redeem themselves. Our story today is also a story of redemption. It is not a story of a man who failed and then brought himself uh, to a redemptive success. Indeed, Instead, it's the story of the Lord who called the man to accept redemption. In our lesson context this morning, like we said earlier, we're picking up from the story from last week when Jesus was feeding them on the lake of Galilee. And, and now Peter is coming along and, and he's coming along and, and Jesus is trying to get him to understand uh, the seriousness of the charge that he has uh, as one of the apostles. And he's going to have to be a leader of that apostle group. And Peter and James and John, those in the three inner circles, were uh, one that Jesus depended on. So here, Peter is being challenged. And as we look at our uh, uh, text this morning, we're going to look in reference to the three denials that people, Peter did when Jesus was being uh, 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 scored and he was being uh, arrested, Peter uh, denied him three times. And here in our lesson today, we're going to see where uh, uh, Jesus gave Peter three opportunities uh, to redeem himself. And I believe uh, he did in a way. He didn't say it with his lips, but God, Jesus knew his heart. So here in our first, Jesus questions Peter. Round one, verse 15 says, So when they had dined, Jesus said unto him, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, he said, Lovest thou more than these? And and uh, he said unto him, Yea, Lord, you know thou, I know I love thee. So here we is in our text. We find that Peter, again, he's dining. They had dined, and they had finished their meal. And when they had finished their meal, Jesus began this conversation with, with Simon to get him to understand what was facing him in the coming months. Uh, you're going to be challenged with things. And here he's trying to get him to understand that he needs to be the good shepherd, the one that uh, is going to lead the church and to be able to take the gospel into the uttermost parts of the earth. He had given them the great commission. Then he said, go in ye in all the earth, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he gave them a comfort. He said, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. But that great charge that he had given them to be able to be fishermen of men. So here he's telling him uh, that he need to be uh, more loving. He need to love them. So he asked them, do you love them more than me? That's a challenge. And Peter came back and got very offended. He said, Lord, you know I love thee. Peter's addressed to Jesus. He, 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 he wanted to let him know that he loved him more than anything else. But do we really, as uh, followers of Jesus Christ, do we love him more than we love the world? Do you love him more than you love your children? Do you love him more than you love uh, uh, your family? So sometimes we have to think about it. 
So he was asking a very serious question. Sometimes we, we say we love God more, but then when we are challenged with uh, a, a, a very serious incident in our family, and sometimes we, we question whether our love is true or not. Because we do love our family, don't we? Mm -hmm. We love our family. So it's hard answer that Peter was given. Mm -hmm. Do you love me more than these? And sometimes you, mm -hmm. you, you, you question yourself about it. Yeah. So here he's given him an opportunity to, to, to redeem himself. So mm -hmm. he's telling him at the end of the verse, he said unto him, Well, then if you love me more than these, feed my lambs, feed Thank them. You. Jesus didn't decide himself as a good shepherd. So now he's given Peter the charge. You need to be a shepherd also. Feed those that I've given you charge to do. So we are all shepherds. We are called to be shepherds of, in the house of the Lord. We are leaders in the house. And whether you have an office or not, whether you have a position in the church or not, you're still a leader. You're a leader because you have the responsibility to be your brother's keeper. You have to be responsible for those uh, that are under you, less fortunate than you. Now, verse 16, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love thee. And he said to him, what? Feed my sheep. Uh, in some prize and mood, Jesus asked Peter a question the second time. And Peter wondered why did Jesus ask him again? Nevertheless, he dutifully gave him the exact same response to Jesus that he gave the same commission world, word is slightly different, but he gave him the same answer. So in round three, verse 17, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, and thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. See, Jesus, in these three questions of parallel Peter, three denials, like we said earlier, uh, he was trying to get him to understand, giving him three opportunities to be able to repent and understand the seriousness of his denial, but also the seriousness of redemption. God gives us chances to redeem ourselves. You know, he says that if you would confess your sins, that he is faithful to forgive you of your sins, but also to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So God wants us to be able to confess our sins and to redeem ourselves from when we make mistakes. So Peter felt like he was being tested and, and found warning. And since Jesus surely uh, knoweth all things, like Peter said, he said, Jesus know the answer, and he continued to answer. And what was the uh, what was the the purpose of Jesus asking him? Because we need to confront ourselves, don't we? Mm -hmm. Every time that we are questioned about our commitment to Jesus, we need to ask ourselves, are we really committed? Yes. So, so ain't no harm in, in, in what Jesus was doing and was trying to get Peter to understand that uh, what he was facing. He mm -hmm. thought that he was tuned in, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Peter said, I'll never turn my back on you. Huh? I, I, I'll die for you. But then he said, before the cock crow three times, that you'll deny me thrice. Yes. So Peter denied him, but here he's given an opportunity to redeem himself, mm -hmm. and that's the love of God. I think I posted this week in looking yes. at Leviticus. You look at the Leviticus, I think 26th chapter or something in Leviticus, it tells you about the grace, mercy of God. 
God gave them the laws that would condemn them, but he also gave them a way out. He gave them grace and mercy to redeem them. God, he said his desire that none of us to be lost. God doesn't have a desire for us to be lost, and he's looking down from heaven to smite us and because of our sin. God's desire that we all be saved. Yeah. So his uh, love and his mercy, look at this, he came to Peter three times mm -hmm. appealing to him. So how many times do you forgive your brother? He says, what, seven times saved by the law. But he says seven times 70. So we need to be uh, uh, have the same love for our brothers and sisters. When they sin against us, we have to have that same type of love. Give them a chance to redeem themselves. Uh, uh, Jesus gave Peter three chances. And, and each chance, Peter answered out of his heart. You know, he, he said, Lord, you know I love thee. But the thing is, Peter wasn't thinking about what the purpose was Jesus asking them the question. Mm -hmm. He was asking him the question for him to be able to look back and to remember every chance that he had to confess Jesus that he denied him. Mm -hmm. But every chance that you deny Christ is enough grace in God for him to offer you a chance of redemption. He will give you a chance to redeem yourself if you would only confess your sins. That's what Jesus did. He gives you that chance. Now Jesus speaks truth to Peter. Coming out of our John 21st chapter, verses 18 and 19, a young life. Verse 18 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou was young, thou girded thyself, and walkest wherever thou wouldest. And when thou was uh, old, that thou shouldst stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee wherever thou wouldest. So here he's saying that Verily, verily, is talking about a seriousness, talking about a man. He said Jesus uh, speaks the truth in these statements. He began a way of revealing the spiritual truth to, 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 to uh, Peter. He said when you were young, he gets in he, below. He's talking about that you could take care of yourself, but then when you get to a certain age, you won't be able to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So here, Jesus was trying to get Peter to understand what he was going to face in the coming years. Mm -hmm. He's going to face challenges. Yes. When he was young, he didn't need the help. But when you're old in ministry, you need the help. That's why uh, pastors should have people under them, set under you. Because when you get old, you're going to need no help. Don't drive your associates away. Uh, I thank God for Reverend Christ that he didn't drive me away as an associate. That he allowed me to sit and sit under him and learn and, and, and to be able to be having a loving and incurring heart for those that you teach and those that you raise up. Mm -hmm. So have that type of love. And he said, when you were young, you girded yourself and you walked whether that wouldest walk. Mm -hmm. But he said, but now you're going to get old. Yep. And then he talks about, the, the, and, and oh, thou shalt stretch thou hands forth. That means okay. that they're going to stretch him out on the cross mm. the same way Jesus died. Uh, that you're going to have to die away. Remember, he, Jesus said, follow me. And they mm -hmm. said, we'll follow you anyway. He said, you surely will. Mm -hmm. That you're going to follow him along with everything that the gospel has. Mm -hmm. It's threats, it's dangers, it's suffering, it's power, it's authority. See, gospel offers you much, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we want the good things of the gospel rather than realizing that everything comes along with it. The gospel is a beautiful thing. But you got to deal with the suffering that comes along with it. You got to deal with the threats that come along with it. You got to deal with the naysayers that come along with it. So everything comes along with 
a, 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 a position that you have. You got to deal with the good and the bad. Amen. So here he's saying that you're young now, you can deal with some things, but you're going to get old now, you're going to have to gird yourself up. Because he said, and carry thee where does thy wood. People are going to carry you mm -hmm. to places where you ain't want to go. Mm -hmm. In ministry, people are going to carry you to some places that you don't want to go. Mm -hmm. People going to say some things that you don't want to, to, to receive. But as a pastor, sometimes you got to gut it up and receive it anyway. You got to speak with love and kindness to those that offend you. When they offend you, you got to be able to not respond in, in, in the same way. You got to respond with kindness. So here he's saying that when you get old, you got to be able to respond differently. He said, in light of the lay ahead of what Peter, faithfulness to Jesus required love so great that it could overcome the uh, the instinct of self-preservation. See, mm -hmm. sometimes we're going to look out for our own what? Our yeah. own good, ain't it? We're going to look out for our own good. And then we're going to be able to uh, understand what mission that God has for us. And he said, stretch forth your hand in the illusion of what? Carrying one's cross. He says that you're going to have to carry your own cross. Another will gird you whether thou wouldst go. He's finishing. Peter would, uh, would not uh, uh, be able to care for himself. He not, will not be his own. And, and in this way, his life would parallel what Jesus' life is. Uh, in earliest reference to Peter's death found in the letter uh, that's not included in our testament, He's talking about Peter, the way he died. He refused to be crucified the same way Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He says that if I'm going to die the way he did, at least put me upside down. All he right. refused to be crucified the same way Jesus did. Mm -hmm. So that there is no reason to disbelieve that these early Christian leaders, especially since their testimony affirms what Jesus himself said would happen, that Jesus uh, that Peter was crucified in his life would be a life of suffering in parallel to what Jesus did. Amen. And then he spoke in 19. He said, signifying by what death that he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said, follow me. So here he's saying that you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to have people that are with you. But then you're going to die. You're going to find out you're going to be there by yourself. Look at John. John died on the Isle of Patmos. John didn't die uh, a, cruel, a cruel death like the other uh, 11 apostles. Uh, John died a natural death. The only one that died a natural death. But Peter, Peter ended up dying. Uh, a lot of the apostles, all of them were martyred and crucified. And, and, and they were sacrificed. But Peter ended up dying the same way Jesus did. But he ended up dying on the cross. But he said, I refuse to die the way he did crucify me upside down. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy to die the same way. Ain't that, ain't that a good way to look at it? Mm -hmm. You know, we always say, I'm not, I'm not worthy of gaining something good. But he said, I'm not worthy of dying the way he died. Mm -hmm. I'd rather die another way. Say so that means that you're fully committed to, you're fully sold out to the commitment of serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. So having warned Peter, Jesus called him again to what? To follow him. This is not the same command as current for Jesus' flock, but for Peter following Jesus would certainly entail the care of the church. Indeed, writings in 1 Peter and 2 Peter continue to edify the uh, Jesus' teachings that he gave to Peter about following him. The, the image of Jesus 
or caring for his flock remained with Peter so he could be able to have an understanding relationship of how he should care for the church. As Jesus cared for the church, he's telling us that we need to be good shepherds. He's telling us to care for the lambs. See, I, the text didn't cover this, but I got some out of this lesson or this scripture that I always try to teach. He said, care for the lambs. That's the young believers, ain't it? Then he said, care for the sheep. Mm -hmm. They're the older believers. You know, then he gave them again. He said, care for the sheep. We need to care for what? Every age group in the church. We got to care for the young people and we got to care for the married families, but we also got to care for the elderly. He said, feed my sheep. Feed every uh, part of your congregation. Mm -hmm. Feed every age group of your congregation. Care for the young people. See, that's how a lot of churches, we have so much for the younger people, but then we have nothing for the older people. Or we have so much for the older people, and we have nothing for the younger people. But we got to feed the sheep as well as feed the lambs. The whole church needs to be edified. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket and, and think that if you take care of the, the parents that you get the children. No, you got to minister at a level where the children can understand. You, and, 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 and the biggest problem as a church that we are not feeding, I would say, the first sheep, the younger families. We're feeding the younger children. We're feeding the older, but we are not feeding the what? The younger families, the one that have the children. We get the younger families, we get the children. Yes. And a lot of times when you get the younger families, you eventually get the parents because they're caring for them. So let's have an inclusive ministry that includes sheep and lambs that we will fulfill the great commission that God has given to us. So let's look at our conclusion. Peter stands as a model disciple for a number of reasons. First, Peter was unique in his needs for redemption. All of us stand before Jesus, what? Needing redemption, of being incapable of accomplishing anything of, uh, on our own. Just as Jesus did for Peter, so also Jesus does for us. He made the first move toward our redemption long time ago. He didn't wait for us to ask that we needed help. Jesus died on the cross. He voluntarily came and died on the cross. And he laid his life down. He said he's able also to what? Pick it back up again, ain't it? So he made the first move long time ago by dying on that cross. And he continued today to invite us to accept the sacrifice and the atonement for our sins that he paid for on the cross long time ago. Mm -hmm. God's grace is magnified by the fact that Jesus himself uh, is offended party that we need to be about the great business that God has in store for you and I. Then secondly, Peter's redemption resulted in a great commission. Now, Peter, we confess our Lord and our Savior. In doing so, we must result in the commitment of living lives in parallel to what Jesus' life is. And though how we each live out Jesus' commission varies based on our circumstances. So each one of us 
is called to a life of faith. Then thirdly, our commission comes to the knowledge of what our faithfulness can cost us. Like mm -hmm. Peter, when we accept the call, we need to have a clear understanding mm -hmm. because if Christ suffered, we too might end up having to suffer. Mm -hmm. Part of suffering is part of our faith. It always has been. Mm -hmm. And we in a, 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 a type of religion now that we got to go along easy. No, it's not an easy street. It's a part of suffering. Then fourthly, like Peter's uh, pain, our own suffering comes with a promise. Jesus said that he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. So when we suffer with Christ for godly purpose, we bring glory to the Lord. No matter how humiliating that the world may believe our plight can be, God is still with us. None of us today have to encounter what Christ did like Peter did, but when we tell the story how God has redeemed us, what role do we take in how we should let the world know that God has the redemptive power? If he forgave Peter, he can forgive us. If Amen. he redeemed Peter, he can redeem you and I. Amen. In whose redemptive story should you play a part in? So what Jesus did, he offered redemption. So our duty is to offer redemption to those that are around us, those that are that have uh, hurt for so that he said those have despitefully used us, forgive them. God forgave us, so we have to have the same mercy. So our prayer today is Heavenly Father, thank you for making the redemption story possible. Help us to embrace our lives that parallel Jesus' life to bring glory to you even in suffering, in Jesus' name, amen. So our thought to remember for this morning is, do you love Jesus? If you love him, follow him then. And then if you love him, have the same love for your brothers and sisters. He said, what are the two greatest commandments? He said, love the Lord with all thy heart and all thy might. And then he said, what's the second one? To love your neighbor as yourself. We are charged to love one another. Love your sheep. Feed your sheep. Love them so that you can be able to have that relationship with them that you have with the Father. The same relationship that you have with the Father, God wants us to have that same relationship with one another. Amen. And when we have that relationship with one another, then we can only follow Jesus. You can't follow Amen. Jesus if you don't have love. Mm -hmm. huh? If you don't have the love of Christ in your heart, you're not following him. Yeah. You're following in your own ways. So God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. Uh, we thank God for you joining us this morning at our Sunday school hour. We're going to prepare ourselves for our worship service. And, and uh, we, 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 we don't need, we need something to stir us up this morning. We need some fast this morning. We, we, we need something to stir us up. This is going to stir us up.